Hey guys, welcome to The Melanated Way. I'm your host, Linda Entwee. We are covering all things Love and Paradise, episode five, Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever. What have I never, ever, ever, ever? Um, let's do some housekeeping. I think I might be going crazy. I just talked to my cousin and I, uh, I'm feeling crazy. Uh, support the show. I would love it if you supported the show. Wherever you're watching, you can support in many ways. You can hit that thumbs up, that helps. Um, you can see at the bottom of your screen that you can cash up me, Venmo me, PayPal me. It all helps produce the show. And shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Without them, this would not all be possible. I've always wanted to say that. Without so-and-so, this just would not be made possible. Uh, Olivia, Vanessa, Tricia, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Rydell, Linda, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Julissa, Donna, Judy, and Beth. Appreciate you guys. Have a lot more great things in store for you. Uh, guys, if you didn't know, uh, did a three-part Seeking Sister Wife series. It's all on our YouTube page as of now. Um, part three with the Winder family. Uh, it's getting a lot of Traction, you should check it out. They gave me some exclusive tea and uh, Starcasm picked it up. Thank you, Starcasm, so much for picking up that story. Uh, definitely make sure you go check that out after this show. Um, a lot of things are happening with them and find out if there is going to be a season four. <laughs> Maria said should never have played that game. Facts. Hey, Radella. Hey, girl. Hey. All right, so Love in Paradise. Let's start with Ariana and Sherlon. As you guys remember, I have to remember she's 25, he's 35. I'm already sick and tired of her. It's only episode five, and she's she's like a broken record. She says the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I just feel like, listen, Chica, you should have wrapped it up if you were worried about being a single mom, and you're making it seem like being a single mom is the worst thing that could ever happen to you, and I just want you to calm down. Right? Because you're a grown ass woman. You had unprotected sex with, with someone that you knew for two days while you were on vacay. So there are a lot of things going on there that shoulda, woulda, coulda. And here we are now. So they're on the bus, or I guess it's like a, what is it? I can't think of the word. It's, it's a shuttle. They're on a shuttle and they're on a way to go see an immigration expert, so they say. And they're having a little bit of a squabble because the last we saw them, Sherwin was talking about his friend whose utilities were getting cut off and he wanted to somehow help him, which meant that he really wanted her to give him some money because things are tough, right? So she's like, well, first you need to take care of your grandma. And second of all, like, nope. And third of all, nope. So he gets mad. He's like, you always do this. And he's like, he wants to get off the bus. She wants him to help him off the bus and like be a gentleman, the whole nine yards. Okay, Ariana, just calm down. She says she's six months pregnant. 
All she wants to do is start the K-1 visa process, get married and raise their son together. He might be the dad, she says, but she'll only be the one that's parenting. Now, if she says that one more time, I'm literally going to explode because she says it every episode, like multiple times. We get it. We get it. We get it. Did you get it that you should have probably had protected sex instead of unprotected sex if this was such an issue for you? If you were so concerned about being a single mom, maybe you should have thought about that before you had unprotected sex with someone you knew for two days. I'm just saying. Because I'm, I'm personally tired of hearing it. I get it. I get it. You're going to do all the parenting. I get it. You're going to do all the parenting. I get it. You're going to be by yourself. I get it. You're not going to be by yourself. And parenting can take a lot of shapes and forms. So let's just settle down now, Ariana. Um, so they go, come to this immigration place. Um, he's worried about getting married because they haven't known each other that long. Now, he says 17 days, and I uh, would like, yes, Angelica, you're reading my mind. So 17 days or two days. I went back to the very first episode, and she definitely said that she met him on the last two days of her trip. Now, she could have been in Jamaica for 17 days, but she definitely said to camera that she met him on her second to last night there. So this new rhetoric that they've known each other for 17 days, I think that that's brand new. I think it's, it's this. She went to Jamaica. Her trip was for two, two plus weeks, right? 17 days. And so now they've known each other for 17 days. But really, let's be real. You were already honest with us from the get-go. And the honest truth is, you met this dude two days before you were going back to America. You banged him without protection. You didn't know you were pregnant for a whole month, and now you're pregnant having this baby. And now you're literally trying to force him to get married, move to America, and, and be your husband. Crazy to me. Uh, Amanda says, I thought it was uh, she had returned since that first time. Am I wrong? I don't remember hearing that. I only went back to to make sure that I heard the two days because they keep throwing the 17 days down our throat. And my understanding from the last few episodes is that she hasn't seen him since she was pregnant. So maybe she went back for another trip. But I know for sure when she first met him, it was only two days. And I think it's the first thing that I said that her first trip out there was for 17 days. And that's why the 17 is a very specific number indeed. And that's why they're using the 17 days so that she doesn't look so hoey. Crystal says she missed her period at 17 days and called him. <laughs> Facts. Um, so... Anyways, Sherlon, he's really worried about uh, getting married to someone he doesn't know. Uh, he just doesn't think it's a good thing. And she's like, well, I'm looking at the bigger picture. She wants to do what's best for the child. 
Okay, so let's let's dissect that. You want to do what's best for the child, and you say you're looking at the bigger picture, but what is the bigger picture? Because two days or 17 days, it's less than 30 days, which is a month. So you've known him less than a month, and you want this 35-year-old grown-ass man who's always lived in Jamaica his whole entire life, and I am not convinced that he's not already married since that last ring that I showed you last week. You want him to pick up his life, move to America, marry you and parent together. But you, you've known him for less than a month, but that's what's best for your child. That's what's best for your child. Are we sure about that? And let's talk about what the bigger picture is. It seems to me the bigger picture is the only thing that you're thinking about Ariana is, is getting married getting married and getting married for some reason in your mind that's the key end all be all like that is going to be the great big savior of your relationship do you guys even like each other because it seems to me it's more like a co-parenting thing going on rather than like a love relationship that is blooming and blossoming because i'm not seeing any of that as of yet but i could be wrong so they get to this global line travel services. And I noticed, and I was gonna ask midwife Crystal, midwife Crystal, um, she was out of breath. She got off the, she got off the, um, why do I keep losing this world? And I'm just gonna say bus, but you know what I mean? She got off the shuttle, from the shuttle to the door of this global line travel services, she was out of breath. And I'm curious, midwife Crystal, if that's like a pregnancy thing, like late term pregnancy thing, like you have, you're short of breath. I'm curious, cause she was very short of breath. Um, so answer me that, riddle me that midwife Crystal. So they have questions about the K-1 visa because the baby's on the way. Um, Makina, who is the immigration specialist out there, she's like, well, First thing you have to do is file a petition. That petition costs $1,224. And Shirtle is like, Aah! okay, it's not about the money. It's the married space. And she's like, okay, you don't want to get married? And he points his finger to her. Let me just point my finger and says, no, not now. So it's not about anything else. It's not about coming to America. It's not about how much money it's going to cost. He just doesn't want to marry her. He, he's just, I'm, not, I'm not trying to marry her. I'm not trying to get this K-1 visa anytime soon. Not now. And I, I would say not ever, but not now, he says. What other options do they have? So Sherman's like... What what can we do? She explains the options. And Sherlon's like, you know, I get that Ariana wants me to go there. Like, I get what she's saying. She doesn't want to be a single mom raising the baby by herself. Um, but he then says, but that should not be the only reason you get married. Those are facts. You guys, those are facts. You, you know my four things I tell you guys that you have to talk about before you get in a serious relationship. One of the things that should just be common sense is that you don't marry some random person that was your vacay booty call. That should just be common sense. Now, can you fall in love on vacation? Absolutely. That's not what this is though. That's not what this is. They don't even look like they're like madly in love. And for people that have known each other for 17 days, 
where's the passion? You're still, you should still be in that honeymoon. Oh, I can't get enough of each other phase. And I get that she's pregnant, but that doesn't take away the feeling. I don't see that. I see that this dude thought he was never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever going to see her again. And she pops back up in his life a month later, texts or calls or says whatever. Hey, guess what? Remember me? And he'd be like, um, yeah, yeah, I'm pregnant with your baby. And, you know, dare I say, I'm just going to be a little controversial. Bear with me, okay, you guys? I'm going to be a little bit controversial. Dare I say, like, do, do we know that even his child? Because if you're the type of individual that will go to, this, go to sleep with someone, will sleep with someone two days into knowing them with no condom, this is not the first time that you've done that. So could paternity be on the table? I mean, what's her history? We don't know. Does she got some ex back in Illinois? On this trip, was he the only person that she, she slept with, with no condom? Like, I have questions, but whatever. Just throwing that out there, right? Okay, so it should absolutely not be the reason you get married. You're believing her that this is your baby. You're believing her that this is the first time and only time that she's ever had unprotected sex with a random stranger on vacation that she did not know and finds out a month later that she's pregnant. And now she wants you to uproot your life of 35 years to come and move with her that you don't know in America with no job. She's got no job. And yet the two of you are going to be better off because she's thinking of the bigger picture. Okay. So he gets what she's saying, but marriage is sacred to him. Um, it's a bond till death do us part. They only spent 17 days together. And he is talking to camera as I'm talking to camera. And I'm going to ask you guys the exact same question. Okay. He asked the entire crew of Love in Paradise, would you marry someone you just met? And I am going to ask you guys the same question. Would you guys, do you guys believe in love at first sight? And would you marry someone that you just met? Let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments. I'll definitely get back to you. Would you guys absolutely want to know, marry someone that he would just met? So he goes on to say that marriage is forever and you can't know, you know, what forever is going to look like in just 17 days. And that makes sense to me. Angelica says, no, she would not do that. That makes sense to me. Okay. What is forever going to look like when you don't even know the person that you're sitting next to? You know, yes, you have seen each other's parts and you created another being. That doesn't mean you know that person. And it doesn't even look like you guys are even trying to get to know each other at all. Rodella says, absolutely not. And Crystal says, I think love at first sight is a thing, but that doesn't mean marry them. And to my question about her being out of breath, midwife Crystal says, my suspicion is she's gained a ton of weight very quickly. We don't recommend travel one month prior to the due date, uh, but she looks like she's already 40 weeks. Okay. 
Aww. Lydia says her husband wanted to marry 30 days in. I pressed the brakes on that, but she ended up marrying him anyways. And they are happily married. So maybe, you know, it's possible. All right. So Sherlin doesn't think it's possible. So he wants to know what other options he has. So he has a tourist visa option, the B1, B2, which allows him to stay in America for six months. And he's like, okay, I could work with that. I could do four months in America. I could come back, wait like one to two months, and then go back for another four months. And I think that that's a brilliant idea. You go, you get to know each other, you get to know what America's like, get to know what your life is like, get to know your baby, get to know your future potential wife and her family and all the things and see if this is something that you actually want to do for eternity. And if you don't, then that's okay. You can co-parent from where you are. And if you do, then you can move on. And the next thing would be go and get a K-1 visa. I think that that's the smartest thing ever. But, you know, Ariana's really not feeling it. But I don't think she's seeing the bigger picture. Um, so that's what he wants to do. He says it's going to eliminate the pressure of marriage. So go there, visit, build the relationship until he's sure that she's the girl that he wants to spend the rest of his life with. And until he's sure about that, no, thank you. Now, what's funny is that McKenna's like, well, you know, you can still do the K-1 visa and come back to Jamaica after a while. And he's like, no, marriage is a serious ball game for me. I don't play with marriage. And, you know, McKenna just feels bad because she sees how much Ariana wants to get married. But she also sees that these two don't look like they're in love at all. She's seen the K-1 visa process clearly a ton of times and she's not seeing the spark between the two. And so, you know, I think that Sherwin's doing the right thing. I think that that makes sense. He's not saying, no, I won't come. No, he's not saying, no, I don't want to see the birth of my baby. He's saying, no, I'm not going to marry you just because you say that you want to get married and you want to get married now. You don't even know if you really want to get married to me because you love me. You want to get married to me because in your mind, you just don't want to be a single mom. And I don't think that that's a reason to marry anyone. Um, so... Then there was this weird thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and demonstrate it to you because it was very, very weird to me. So Ariana and Sherlyn are talking to each other, right? And normally when people talk to each other, they look at each other, but this is what was happening. Sherlyn is looking up and I'm literally sitting on my couch and I started to look up like a weirdo. Like I was like, what are they looking at? But he's looking up and she's looking up and the two of them are looking up at the ceiling. And then she says, you know, I feel like you're not going to be an active parent. I'm the only one that's going to be parenting and yeah, you're going to be a dad, but you're not going to be a parent and I'm going to be doing it all alone. And then he says, well, I don't want to be forced into getting married. And it was weird. I was like, wait, why? What are you two looking at? Are you guys scared to look at each other? Why are we looking up? It's very weird to me. Um, and then she's like, you know, I just want you, like, I understand what you're saying, but I just want you to know that it's going to be me doing it on my own. And if you could see my notes, you guys, and 
excuse my language, but this is like the 30th time she says that she's gonna be doing it on her own, that she's gonna be a single mom, that she's the only one that's gonna be an active parent. I was like, fuck off. Like, honestly, just fuck off, Ariana. Like, I'm, si I'm sick of hearing you say that. You're obviously not going to be doing it all on your own because you already moved back to your mama's house. Your mama and your sister and your other sister are all going to be there for you. Sounds to me like you have a village to help. Your sister even said to camera last week that she thinks that if Sherwin doesn't want to go to America, no problem. He can stay here. They got you and they'll support you and be there for you. So for you to be like whining non-stop about you doing it on your own like you should have thought about that before you opened your legs and had sex with a perfect stranger with no condom now i'm not saying hey go ha live your life live your best life sex is important but protect protected sex is a smart move at 25 years old okay if you didn't want all this stress then you probably should have made some different decisions. Just saying. So Nikina says to camera, I know love, I don't see it in this situation, but listen, I wish them well and I hope that she doesn't get her heart broken. She tells them the embassy is open now, which makes Ariana look at Sherman and Sherman's like, what? As far as I knew, the embassy was closed. It's open now. So she's like, well, if we start the tourist visa today, what's the possibility of him gonna come to America in three months? And she's like, it's 50-50. What does he need? He needs a job letter to prove that he has a job. He needs a passport picture and that's it. And he says, guess what? I'll do it. He'll go and get the letter. He'll go get his passport picture. Like he's He's not unreasonable, you guys. He's perfectly reasonable. And I and I think he's asking the right questions and doing the right things that make sense for regular responsible adults. Then she gets all like hoity-toity, kind of pissy again. And she's like, to camera, she's like, I just need Sherlyn to know that I've just sacrificed so much and he hasn't sacrificed anything and I need him to know. And I was like, what, what have I missed y'all? What, what has she sacrificed? And I literally, I'm gonna sit here and wait for someone to answer that question. What has Ariana sacrificed in this situation? Cause I don't, I honestly, I don't know. What has she sacrificed that he hasn't sacrificed? I'm very curious what you guys think. Cause that's literally what she said. She needs him to know how much she sacrificed. What have you sacrificed? You friggin' gave up wherever you were living. You moved back in with your mama. You obviously have enough money to travel back to Jamaica. You're in Jamaica. Your man is being receptive to this random woman that he's known for two days slash 17 days. He's trying to support you the best he can emotionally. So what exactly have you sacrificed crystal says his self her self-respect and lydia says your guess is as good as mine yeah i don't know i don't know but that's how she feels because i feel like she's trying to play like a victim and she is no victim she's an active participant it took two to tango they both knew what they were doing she had tons of options she decided to go in this direction I don't know if she didn't think about what this direction looked like, but in her mind, she thought, oh yeah, this guy that I 
I just met. He's going to marry me. We're going to sail off into the sunset and live happily ever after. In her mind, that's the only way. There are no other options. And, you know, she's going to have a rude awakening. There are a lot of different ways that you can parent the child. It doesn't mean that you have to be together with the mama, the father of the baby. Families look a lot of different ways. And at the end of the day, you want to do what's best. You want to do what's most healthy for you and your children. Forcing someone to marry you who doesn't love you just because you don't want to be a single mother is outrageous to me. Okay? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. On to Panama with Kay and Mark. So they're meeting up with their friend Vicky. Situation's weird because Mark just gave uh, Kay an ultimatum the night before, and she's not feeling the ultimatum at all. And if you guys remember, that ultimatum was for her to move to California, and she has to decide by the end of this trip uh, whether she's going to move, because if she doesn't move, Mark says this relationship is done. So she's feeling a little bit angry with him, but, you know, he's on vacay, so she's being a good hostess and takes him out to meet her friend Vicky. Vicky starts speaking Spanish to him. Mark tries a little bit, but he's forgotten a lot of it. And Vicky asks if he understands Spanish. And he says a poquito. And she just looks at him, right? Which is my question to you guys. Because my question is this. I don't get it. He used to live in Panama. He used to live in Argentina and, and work there, right? He was like working as a bartender and as a hostel, whatever, manager, how did he not learn the language? I just, I don't understand it. Like you lived in two countries that the language is Spanish and you don't know how to speak Spanish. Anyhow, Vicky asks if he understands. She says uh, un poquito, un petit po for my Frenchies out there. Um, and Vicky's like, well, you know, you're going to need to learn a lot more in order to communicate in this relationship. It's very important because it's Kay's language, right? And Kay has taken all the time and all the opportunity to learn your language. And the only reason you're here now is because she's done that. She's put herself out there and learned your language. And now you can communicate more than you could communicate 10 years ago. So I don't understand, like Vicky, what it is that you're doing, Mark, and why you refuse to learn the language. And Vicky then goes on to say that Ked is Ked. Vicky goes on to say that Kay is fed up because she's learned English, she's thinking in English, she's speaking in English, and he doesn't even try. Mark doesn't doesn't try, doesn't want to try, doesn't want to know, doesn't feel like he needs to know none of the things. Um, and then he goes ahead and says that he doesn't want to learn the language because if it doesn't work out between him and Kay, then he's not going to need Spanish. That's super selfish. It's just super selfish. And I've, I've talked about this a lot with you guys. I just think it's super selfish. So picking up a second language where you guys know that most of the world speaks two languages. It's, 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 I dare to say it's like America where 
Americans speak one language, English, that's it. But most of the world knows another language. And his simple refusal to even try is really selfish, in my opinion. So she does the work and you just get to sit back because you're American and you don't feel like it and you'll give it a try only if the relationship works out. Okay. Okay, Mark. Kay says, if you want to be with me, uh, you have to try to learn Spanish. She, and I agree with her. She has learned your language. If you love her and want to be with her and you do say you love her, then you're going to need to look, try to learn. And again, what were you doing in Panama the whole time? What were you doing in Argentina the whole time? And he even complains about it later on in the episode. But like, if you're immersed in the culture, like how do you even get away with, like how do you not um, like even absorb it? It's very odd. But then he goes on to say that language is difficult for him. So he's hesitant to start to learn because he might not be successful at it and he hates the feeling of failing. So he just gives up before he even tries. Well, that's a bad attitude to have, Mark. If you think that you're gonna fail even before you start, how do you even know, right? You have to at least try. But if you don't try because you're like, oh no, I don't like languages. Languages are too hard. I can't do it and I don't wanna fail. First of all, who's judging you? No one gives a shit. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't learn that, that word in Spanish. I can't believe you didn't learn that sentence. Like, who cares? It's you and you alone. And guess what? You have a partner who speaks the language fluently, who wants you to learn the language. So she's absolutely not going to be the one that judges you. She's going to be helping you along. So to me, that little disclaimer that he gave was the crock of shit. I felt like it was an excuse to try to dial back how selfish she's being in this moment. Um, so <clears throat> then Kay kind of explains the situation um, about what was been going on, saying that Mark gave an ultimatum and he wants her to move to California, the whole nine yards, right? She has to decide before he leaves. He's only got four days left, so she's gonna have to decide sooner than later. Um, and she's not impressed. Vicky's not impressed at all. And Mark's not impressed because Mark's disappointed that Kay is complaining to her friend about this whole situation. And Kay's like, well, the only reason that Mark's complaining is because he doesn't want to be in a long distance relationship with me because he doesn't want her to see other people. Right. Cause Remember, she doesn't really care about monogamy. She wants to be a free spirit and she wants to just date whoever she dates. It's more about being in the moment for her and enjoying the moment. But Mark came down with a mission and his mission was to go and get this woman. And you guys know from last week's episode, he left his long-term relationship to do this show, to be with this woman who th he thinks is the love of his life, the one that got away. Like he literally left that 10 year relationship he had prior to her, he left that relationship. Did you guys know that? Do you guys remember that from last week? So he's on a mission, like his mission is, hey, we talked for a few months on the phone, I'm going to get my woman and I'm coming down there to tell you that, hey, I love you, I wanna be with you. I left my other woman for you, so I'm gonna need you to move back to California and be with me. That's why he's being so serious in this short little trip that's supposed to be a vacation. Um, so 
Key think, or Kay thinks that Mark is being selfish uh, with the idea that she has to move back to California. She feels like he's not thinking of her, just himself, which is true because he has a plan in his head. And then they had a scene that I could absolutely have done without. And I literally was just like head down. I just, it was too gross. I don't like gross things, you guys. It just, I don't like gross things. So I'm going to kind of scurry by this. The bathroom was flooded. You're not allowed to put toilet paper in the toilet there. Apparently it, it clogs the plumbing, the septic tank, whatever. So when you do your business, you have to put your the toilet paper in the bin beside you. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I didn't need I didn't need that scene. You could have cut that. Cut that for me. Unnecessary. Don't care. Don't want to know about dirty toilet water in your bathroom. Gross. So they cut that scene and from that gross scene where both of their hands were dirty on the ground and she put her hand in the grout and smelt it. And then I didn't see any sanitizing, hand washing, none of that stuff. But all of a sudden, then they were at breakfast. Talking about how he was uncomfortable from last night because he didn't understand the language. And it reminded him of being in Argentina with her family and friends and him not understanding the language there. And it made him feel uncomfortable. Learn the language then, Mark. You've had plenty of opportunity. Go ahead and learn the language. Go ahead and learn the language, and then you won't feel uncomfortable. Um, and the question I have, and I keep writing it down. I've, I think I've written it down like three times. How long did he live in Spanish-speaking countries and not learn the language? I, I keep saying that because I'm so shocked about it, and I need someone to find out, and I know that someone's going to be me. I need to find out for myself how long he's lived in these countries because it just does not make any sense to me, and it doesn't make sense to me that he's so anti-language. Um, so then Kay says, you know, listen, you need to do your part. She says she's speaking English and it's tiresome for her too, right? Because it's her second language. And she's like, if we're in a relationship, she says, she needs to learn English. She needs to move to California. She needs to be in a monogamous relationship. And then she's like this, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Why, Mark, she says, why does Mark never have to do shit? That's her question. Why is it that she has to do all these things and she needs to do this and she needs to do that and she needs to do that? Oh, and plus there's the ultimatum by the end of the trip, but Mark doesn't have to do anything at all. She doesn't understand why he doesn't try. And she doesn't understand why he doesn't do more. All the things. And that made total sense to me. And I was like, bravo, Kay. Tell him, speak, communicate with him because it truly is not fair. He expects all these things that she needs to do, that you need to do this and you need to do that. And by the way, and by the way, and by the way, and by the way. And what are you bringing to the table, Mark? And what do you need to do? Oh, you, you don't need to do anything? That seems fair. That seems like that's a balanced relationship. Then she talks about how she won't forget that he was there for her during her lowest time when she was uh, in rehab and coming out of addiction and he moved to Argentina to be with her. Um, so she, she's keeping that in mind, but she loves where she is. She loves Panama. She's managed to keep a calm life. She's managed to keep a clean life 
and she loves it there. But on the other hand, she feels like, well, Mark moved to Argentina for me. Maybe I need to move to California for him. So she feels like she has a lot to think about. And, you know, she's got four days left to make this big life altering decision. And it's a lot, you guys. It's it's a lot. So it's not going to be an easy decision to make. And I personally think that, you know, there's no rush. Just because he said he's leaving and wants a decision doesn't mean you have to uproot your life and say, yeah. But we'll see. On to Costa Rica. Amber, 30. Danielle, 23. She's been there for five days. Trip's not going as she expected. She's been hurt by Daniel because of the night before where the girl was flirting with him. She all freaked out, jealousy issues, yada, yada, yada. Daniel has neighbors, David and Christine, who are close, have become close friends of this couple. David's from Israel. Christine is from Canada. Oh, Canada. I'm wearing my Canadian shirt today. Um, married for six years. Clearly, they now live in Costa Rica. Um, and it's interesting because I guess when they were filming this, Christine talked about how Canada was still on lockdown with stay-at-home orders and being in Costa Rica, it's been a little bit more open for them. They've been able to do a lot more things normally. And then is Amanda in the live chat? I laughed my face off about this because Florida is it Florida. My Canadian friends will get this Florida is to America what Quebec is to Canada. Now, Florida does its own thing. And ha this whole pandemic has been doing its own thing. So when Amber said Florida did its own thing, I died of laughter because Florida really did do its own thing. It's still doing its own thing. And some of it, depending on who you speak to, some of it may make sense, some of it may not make sense, but they do their own thing in Florida, just like how the Quebecois do their own thing. I take the stance that I don't ask questions. If it works for y'all, you love it, I love it for you. That's it, that's it. But some of the things, just some of the things, I feel you Floridans are a bit buck wild on. Just a bit buck wild. Anyhow, made me laugh, made me think of Amanda. Uh, so she says Florida did its own thing. Uh, so she worked through the entire pandemic because, you know, Florida never shut down. They don't believe in masks, the whole nine, nine yards. They do it's their own thing. So she worked throughout the whole pandemic. Um, and Daniel did not. He lost a job. Then he got another job. Then he quit the job because she came to visit him. And he, you know, he said that he had paperwork to do and he needed time to do that, which we've yet to see happen. And I don't know what they've been doing for the past five days. We followed them for five episodes. Why have they not gone to, like, what have you guys been doing? You have enough time to go to the bar and get in a fight, but you guys don't spend the day. Instead, you make sandwiches on your paper plates when you should probably go down to the embassy and get this K-1 stuff taken care of. Doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. So Christine's like, well, is he dragging his heels? Like, what's going on? And then he had a whole bunch of excuses, like, oh, he has to take a bus there. And then when he gets to the embassy, there's lines and you go to the police station and that's a whole ordeal. And then Christine 
uh, talks about the Latin culture and how it's way more laid back and things are like an all day process. And I laughed again because it's the same in Africa. If you go do something like that's what you're doing for the day. If you are going to the courthouse, that's what you're doing. You're at the courthouse all day. Even if you're supposed to be there at two, two can mean seven, can mean eight, just depends. And you can't rush anyone. And there's no like, we're open from nine to five. We're open when we open, we close when we close. So I got that whole thing. Like that, that's definitely a thing in many countries outside of the West. Um, <laughs> so Amber's a bit irritated by this whole situation, right? Because nothing's been done. She's irritated the fact that she has to support the both of them. She's irritated the fact that Daniel hasn't done anything. She's just irritated by him. And so David's like, so, well, what is it going to look like? And what's going to happen financially when he gets to the U.S.? If this is bothering you now, you know, what's going to happen when he moves there? It's Because he can't work right away. And David's like, yeah, so you're going to be his girlfriend. You're going to be his wife. You're going to be his lover. You're going to be his mother. You're going to be his teacher. You're going to be a psychologist. And you're going to be um, his social worker. And then I was like, wait, why does she have to be all those things? He's not, he's not, he's a grown man. He's 23 years old. So he can read, right? And he's learned the English language. So... If he wants to go and get a driver's license, all he has to do is read, what do I need to do to get a driver's license and go and do it? Like, why does she have to do all the things, be the teacher and his mother? He's already have a mother, he has a mother and he's a grown ass man with a full brain. So I'm sure he'll be able to figure things out. But if she decides to take the role of all of these things, then yeah, it might be a problem and it might stress her out, but I don't think that she should do all those things. I think she should just be his wife. Have conversations with your grown ass husband and let him figure the rest out or you figure it out together. But you trying to be all these things will be very confusing and you guys are already coming from a bad, like this relationship is a bad relationship period. I already told you last week that I don't think Daniel's in it for the right reasons. And I think Amber is also not in it for the right reason. So it's a hot mess. Throw in all this extra stuff. Someone's going to be resenting someone very, very soon. Um, Christine says, you know, Amber and Daniel are definitely in different places in their life. And that's true. He's 23. She's 30. He's 23. She's 30. Think about when you were 23. I think about when I was 19 and I thought that I knew everything. I was super grown, 19 the legal age in Canada. So I was like, I can do this and I know this. Then you hit 30 and you realize, oh my God, I don't know anything about anything, about nothing. 23 and 30 are very different places and you want very different things and you've had very different experiences. Um, but Amber says she loves him, you know, even though he stresses her out and she's she's angry with him. She's got jealousy issues. She still loves him and she wants to be with him. But then she puts them all in an awkward situation because she says, you know, this thing happened where this girl on the bar and the friendly and the flirting in front of my face 
you know, what happens when I'm not here? And she asked David and Christine, the neighbors, whether or not they have seen him with other women. Awkward. And it was silent. It was silent. And Christine was like, um, yeah, no, no, we haven't. And Daniel's like, or excuse me, David's like, no, I mean, anytime we've seen him, which is not very often, but he talks about you and he seems very happy. So no. And even if they did, you guys, I'm sure they wouldn't have said anything. Cause can you imagine being the one that has to tell her you're the neighbor? You're not like besties with her. You're just the neighbor that met another neighbor's partner. And you two want to be the ones that break up this relationship and they live next door to you. No, thank you. Let me just stay in my own lane. Y'all work out whatever you're going to do. We're just neighbors, just being friendly. Invited you over for a spot of tea. Now, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so... <laughs> that was funny. Now, on the flip side, Daniel is talking to his brother, David. David is embarrassed about the night before, about the fight at the bar. He thinks that Amber's too jealous, thinks that Amber's too in insecure, thinks that Amber embarrasses them. Daniel's happy for the time alone. So this walk that Amber took to the neighbor's house, he feels relieved over it. I think that's interesting since she's only been there for five days and you guys have been apart for a year. And so you guys can't even last five days and you're already relieved that she's gone for the day or gone for the afternoon because you guys keep fighting. That is not a good sign, you guys. That that cannot be a healthy relationship. You haven't seen each other for a year and you can't last five days without fighting? For real, for real? That's not a red flag to anyone? It's a red flag to me. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Anyhow. David and Daniel uh, keep talking about Amber. Daniel feels like Amber's bringing chaos and stress in his life. She doesn't trust him. She has jealousy and uh, issues. She has insecurity issues and it's stressing him out and he doesn't like it. Now, we already know that she has jealousy and insecurity issues because she mentioned that she's been cheated on before in front of her face, right? So she's bringing her old baggage into this new relationship. Now, should she bring the baggage into the new relationship? No, but should she be wary of Daniel? Absolutely. And so maybe her demons are fighting with her for a reason and maybe she's misdirecting it. Maybe she thinks it's cheating, but really it's about using. Something's not sitting right with her. So they continue to talk about her jealousy and insecurity. And he's like, yeah, I just, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to have stress in my life. I don't want to be fighting all the time. If that's going to be it, then I don't want it. I don't want to get married. I don't want to go to America, all the things. And he talks about his past in Venezuela as a young um, teenager. He's walking to the store. He says that, allegedly the cops were corrupt there. They wanted money for him. They were trying to shake him down. He just kept walking. So they shot him in the shoulder. They shot him in his right leg and he couldn't walk for six months. And ever since that time, he just, 
he does not want chaos. He does not want violence. He does not want corruption. He does not want stress in his life. And that's why he left Venezuela for Costa Rica. And he feels like, hey, listen, if it's going to be about this, then I don't want it to be about this. And I will not go to America if it's going to be about this. Now, I personally don't think that he is going to kick his money train to the curb because it's all about a better life for him, his brother and his mom. And he's made it very clear. And I always tell you guys, when people tell you who they are, believe them. And he wants the ride to America. He says he loves Amber. He loves Amber for the life that he wants provided for him. And someone, yep, Angelica, we're on the same page, girl. Daniel is giving me solid Natalie vibes. It's the same thing. Natalie loved Mike for the ride to America because that was her, her ultimate goal. So I love you until I don't love you anymore. And I don't love you anymore and don't need you anymore when I get what I want. And what I wanted was to come to America and get my green card. Bye-bye now. On to Martine and Steven in the Barbados. Martine, 26. Steven, 33. Having a pool party with some of Steven's friends. She's not um, in the party mood. Uh, she's got some trust issues still because, as we recall and we continue to be told, Stephen cheated on her um, in their first year of their relationship. And apparently when Stephen was in the shower, he got a text that popped on his phone. She looked at the text. The text said, you up. And she took it as someone wants to fuck Stephen and now she's pissed off, but she's not going to confront him because they're having a pool party and she doesn't want to flip the fuck out and spaz on him in front of his friends and embarrass him herself. So she's going to put a lid on it for a minute. <sighs> that was a lot. So. Friends come, there's Hutchie, there's Jelena, there's Barbie, there's Jono, there's Jabbar, and there's Joel. And Steven's just happy that they're having a good time. He feels like it's a break from all the serious conversations and tensions they've had since she's arrived. And, you know, listen, they've been together for three years. So at some point, you're going to have to have some serious conversation, Steven, unless you don't really look at this relationship as a serious relationship. If you look at it as a party hey, this is my vacay bay. Anytime she comes into town, we kick it. Then I get that the serious conversations will be too much for you. But if you're really in it and it's a real long distance relationship, three years is a long enough time. It's now time to say, hey, l listen, what are we doing? What are our next steps so that we can actually be together in the same place all of the time? That's not unreasonable if that's what you really want to do. So Steven's like, nah, I need a break. I just want to party. Let the good times flow. Let's do shot, 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 shot. So that's what they do. Um, and he even says it. He's like, this feels like back when we used to hang out, when we just used to party, that's what this is feeling like. And he likes it. And that's that to me spoke volumes. So hanging out, drinking. Then they decide they're going to do the drinking game. Never have I ever. And it was actually Martine's idea. So she's like, have you ever played this game? We've all played it. 
never have I ever, and then you say this thing. So never have I ever climbed a mountain. If you climb the mountain, then you take the shot. So I'm gonna play the game that they played with you guys and you're gonna answer the questions in the live chat. We're all family here. I will include myself and answer the questions with you guys. But you guys have to answer openly and honestly, just like I'm going to. So the first question, never have I ever skinny dipped. Have you skinny dipped? If you have, let me know in the live chat. You can let me know in the comments below. We're gonna play this game together. That was the first question that was asked. Never have I ever skinny dipped. Yay or nay? Yay or nay? Second question that was asked, as I wait for you guys to edit, Angelica says, nope. Amanda, you can take drinks, you can take shots. So, I'll answer the question, have I ever skinny dip? No. Crystal says, nope. Vanessa says, nope. Okay, so we all haven't. Okay, next question. Never have I ever been in a long distance relationship. Have you been in a long distance relationship? I have. Crystal has as well. Never have I ever had a threesome. Misha says uh, to the long distance relationship. Yes, in the Atlantic. Oh, she she's talking about skinny dipping. So Misha has skinny dipped in the Atlantic Ocean. Angelica has been in a long distance relationship. Vanessa has been in a long distance relationship. Diana has been in a long distance relationship and Angelica has not. Okay, next question. And I think I asked it, but I'll ask it again. Never have I ever been in a threesome. Have you, have you ever done a threesome? Have you ever done a threesome? I have never. Diana says never. Vanessa says no, ma'am. No threesomes. Crystal says nope. Okay, next question that was asked was never ever ever told a lie. Have you told a lie? I have. Angelica says nope to the threesome as well. Misha says nope to the threesomes as well. And the last question while we're talking, oh, Amanda says she's told a lie. Diana's told a lie. Angelica's told a lie and Crystal's told a lie. Last question, never have I ever cheated on a significant other. I've never, I, and I, you guys already know how I feel and no judgment. I know it happens, we're all human, but I haven't. <clears throat> anyone anyone i'm not these are i think these are from the last question angelica says never diana says never misha says yep so it's a mix it's a little mix we're human but those are the questions that were asked now here's is what happened on the show 
Steven is worried about the game. Steven's like, I can't believe that Martin had us play this game because it can open a can of worms and I don't want any can of worms opening up today. And you know, because he said it, of course, a can of worms exploded in his face. So um, when it started getting heated, it started getting heated when... Okay, so first it was funny to me, Hutchie was in the corner. So when they asked if you've ever had a threesome, Hutchie's all in the corner doing a shot by himself. That cracked me up. And then they were asked the lies question, you ever told a lie? And of course, Steven had to do a shot. And that gave Martine a, a bit of a side eye and all his friends kind of smiled and it got a little weird. But by the time uh, his friend Joel asked, have you ever cheated on a significant other and Steven had to do a shot, they all started laughing and she was trying to keep it together because she was drinking, but she was like simmering. And as soon as they started laughing, you could see her face just fought, fell. She felt sad. Then she got mad and she even said she felt rage. So she took herself out of the situation. She walked away, had her phone, got on her phone, tried to calm down. And she said, you know, I can't believe I brought this game up because it just made the situation worse. She's completely heated right now. She wants to go all the way off, but again, she doesn't want to embarrass herself in front of his friends. Um, so she takes a, a five minute timeout. And we all remember those from kindergarten where you're on timeout. You're a little bit on the timeout right now. She put herself on a timeout. She came back when she calmed down. And they started talking. She's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? And Joel asks, you know, what's going to happen with you guys? Like, if, if you don't move here or he doesn't move there, like, then what? And she's like, well, you know what? I'm done with long distance. I'm done with long distance relationship. We either figure it out or we end things. And then what I thought was weird, Stephen got like a little bit of an attitude. He's like, end things? End things? Like, what? And she kind of walks away and he kind of chases her after her. Now they go to with a friend. Now Hutchie, which is one of his friends, doesn't like her. He's like, she's not my cup of tea, but you know, to each their own. But it's interesting that the friends don't like her. And you could see that when they started laughing about the cheating. So all the friends knew about the cheating. And instead of like just being like, ah, whatever, they were laughing in her face, which was just a sign that they're not team Martine at all at all at all and that's unfortunate um so Steven says he takes himself away because he's mad that she said that things are going to end if they don't figure it out he goes inside apparently to get more drinks more bottles but instead he's texting on the phone she wants to know she follows him in she wants to know who he's messaging while everyone's out there and then she decides because she's mad to confront him. And she's like, you know, you were in the shower yesterday and you got a text and who are you texting? Like, who is it? And he's like, what? You're back with this shit again. Why are you going through my phone? And then here's where it got like iffy for me personally. And we can talk about it. But he says, get out of my face. And she's, and he's like getting up to walk away and she starts pushing him. 
pushing him, pushing, answer my question, answer my question, answer my question. He goes to take a drink of his water bottle and she like pops the bottle out of his hand. Like that like physical confrontation, I don't like it. I don't like how that can escalate you can push the wrong person and they can fly off the handle. Like I just, don't put your hands on anyone. It's unnecessary. Sit down, have an adult conversation because you guys are both grown adults. No one needs to be pushing anyone. If the person doesn't want to talk to you in the moment, let them go take a timeout. Like you took a timeout and then circle back when you guys are both ready to be grown ass people. There's no need to put your hands on anyone at any time ever especially if that person's supposed to be your partner that you respect. So that weirded me out, okay? It also weirded me out how he talked to her. So you're gonna be disrespectful to her and tell her to get out of your face? Is that how we talk to the people that we love now? Is that what we're doing? Because no, sir, not over here. Oh, no. Y'all need to use your words better and you guys need to learn to communicate. And if that means going to counseling so you can figure out how to actually communicate when you're happy and when you're mad, then you should go ahead and do that. Because being disrespectful and talking down to and putting your hands on all the things are all the wrong things. And no one hears you clearly when you're not communicating with your words properly or with your with when you're using your hands on somebody else. Super unnecessary. And if you don't have the tools, if you don't have the tools, then you maybe not want to be in a relationship until you do have the tools. So then he goes on, Stephen goes on to say, listen, I'm not doing anything. You can trust me. I don't know what more I can do. And she's like, you know, I want to believe him, but you cheated in the past, which I feel like is her own insecurity and trust issue. Because here's what I didn't know up until this point. He makes, Stephen makes two good points. The first thing he says is, how are we going to progress forward in this relationship if you don't trust me? That's a good question to ask. Second question or second fact that he stated that he gave his passwords and everything else to her, to his phone, to all the things, what more can he do? Martine, you didn't mention that part that he, what does he have to hide? If he's giving you his passwords and you're snooping in his phone, what is he hiding from you? You're all in it. He's like, here, here's my phone, have free range, no problem. So if someone says to a DJ who works at night, at night, are you up? and the phone number is not saved in his phone, maybe it's someone he doesn't know. You should have told, you should have led with that. You should have led with, I got, I, I saw a text pop up on his phone. I looked at it because he gave me his password and then I probably would have thought something different. Why am I now finding out at the end of the episode that you had the password all along? So this is probably some BS own personal insecurity issue because he cheated on you in the past. Which brings me to my question, you guys. Here is my question for you guys all. If there is infidelity in a relationship, can a relationship truly move past it and the two people be together? Or is it a deal breaker? I want to know what you guys think. And while you guys answer that, I'm going to look at some of the live chat stuff going on. 
Um, hey, Nia. Hey, girl. Hey. Crystal says, right, because the way my reflexes work, Martine would have got a punch in the jaw after that. Not that he should have done that. Yeah, you just don't put your hands on anyone. You just don't put your hands on anyone at all, ever. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. So you guys, if someone cheats, can the relationship survive? I'll speak for myself. I've been cheated on in the past, and my relationship did not survive. And here's why. I did not like the person it made me or was trying to make me become. It was trying to make me become someone who was not trusting. So you walk in at 10.02 when you're supposed to be home at 10 and I'm thinking something's happening. Or if you shut the door when you normally don't shut the door, I'm thinking, like, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. Once the trust is broken with me, there's no going back. Like, I, I think maybe I just don't have... I don't know. I don't have enough forgiveness. Like I'll forgive you, but I can't be with you. And I tried it, but I didn't like it. I didn't like how it made me feel. And and there are too many people out there for me to be like, hey, I'm stressing over this person. Obviously, if you cheated, you want to be with me in the first place. So bye-bye. But some people can work past it. Like people that have been married for many years and the one of the spouses cheats and they go to counseling and they get past it. Some people can do it. For me, it's a deal breaker. If you cheat, we're done. I won't cheat on you because I don't think there's a point of cheating. If I want to be with someone else, I'm just going to break up with you and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to be with you anymore. And I'm going to be with that person. That way you don't get your feelings hurt. I'm not a cheater and we all get what we want. Crystal says, it's a deal breaker for me. I've seen people come back from that. However, it takes so much work. It's too hard to also add on the long distance layer to it as well. Facts. Some people can do it. Some people can't do it. I'm one of those people that I'm just, I'm not interested in doing it. Just, we'll just have to move on. Oh, thanks, Faith. Anyhow, you guys, that's the show. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Darcy and Stacy. Cannot wait to talk about Darcy and Stacy. Uh, don't forget to hit that thumbs up, you guys. You've been lovely. Thanks for a lovely live chat. Diana, real quick, says, lies are cheating or deal breakers for me. I agree with that. Crystal says, plus, are they even in a relationship? Yay, I'll probably see you Thursday for news and gossip. Yes, you guys. Uh, FYI, um, for my Patreon subscribers, news and gossip is on Thursday this week instead of Friday. Uh, so heads up on that. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>